Welcome to the show. Welcome to Ask the Experts with Alka. My name is Alka Sharma. I'm the host of the show. And I am so grateful to have you all because you are, you come back to listen, learn, and grow every time. And I am always inspired by my guest. I mean, today's guest, Louis Guarino is no exception. What he's about to share is just phenomenal as to like what he does. So I'm just, I just want to welcome you all to the show and, you know, just listen to what Lewis has to say so you can be inspired and implement in your life. So, you know, before I do bring Lewis on, I just want to share with you about my journey. How did my journey begin in podcast? Well, it started about six years ago and the core of my being is empowerment. I love to empower, you know, I empowered my clients when I had my fitness studio six years ago here in Toronto and it was a boutique star fitness studio. So, you know, I empowered my clients and they did absolutely phenomenal in terms of their fitness journey and they excelled and they always wanted to just keep on doing more. So they were not just physically strong, but they were mentally strong. And my guest, Lewis, is going to tell you how your mindset is the key component to you know, in your fitness journey. So I've had amazing wins in my life, but I've also had failures too. And I truly believe that it's in our failures that we become the person that we are meant to be. So this is where my journey began. And today I inspire my clients uh, in real estate investing, helping women to gain the knowledge, understanding, and the confidence when it comes to investment. So this is a little bit about me, but now I turn over to my guest, Louis Guarino. He is he is a physique transformational expert with 10 years experience in the industry. His primary goal is to teach people over 30 who have busier lives that it is possible. You don't have to go through awful endeavors to reach in your goal and exercise, but you know, it is possible. So, you know, and Lewis simplifies the process. So now what is interesting, well, Lewis is not a trainer when he's not in the gym. He is a videographer and a photographer enthusiast. Lewis, a welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you so kindly. Appreciate That's so it. amazing. And you know what? I want to start a little bit about, since the viewers do not know you, can you share with us, how did your journey begin? How did you get into the fitness industry? So tell us about your backstory so that we can get to know uh, you a bit more. Man, uh, all right. So like, I've always been involved in sports, uh, generally growing up, you know, baseball and soccer specifically. Um, you know, so I started working out probably my junior year of high school, so like grade 11. And um, yeah, I, I don't know, like I didn't really take it too seriously then. Um, but then, you know, I was 18 and I was in university and of course I had a heartbreak at the tender age of 18. So, you know, what did I do? It was like, well, I'll get you back. And so basically my, my, 
my way of kind of getting my ex-girlfriend at the time back was to go to the gym, become more attractive, so to speak. And, you know, that's just kind of like the immature version of who I was then. But that's what kind of kickstarted everything was the fact that I felt um, that I could be wanted, I suppose, if I, you know, if I took care of myself, if I looked a certain way, et cetera. And that kind of became my catalyst for fitness in general. Um, you know, I fell in love with just lifting. I fell in love with how my body was changing. I fell in love with the compliments. I fell in love with, um, you know, the, you know, learning the process. And for me, it was just something that I, I, I really felt, um, in a weird sense, like what I was kind of meant to do. And oh, nice. so through our university, I, um, I was in nursing school and I quit nursing school um, because I was actually missing my training sessions, you know, from, you know, when you're in nursing school, you have your, uh, you know, your, your clinicals and then obviously your, your, your regular classes. And I just, I remember being in those places and I'm like, I'm missing training for this. And I would get pretty, I was pretty bummed. You know, I didn't, I didn't feel good about myself then. So um, I quit nursing school um, and I was like, you know, I was become a personal trainer. But around the same time, you know, because you're still told, like, you know, you should have a, you know, nine to five, you should have a mm -hmm. career, right? You know, like, right. still things yeah. that, you know, I grew up learning. And so I had already, at that point, I had already started the process for NYPD. And so I went through all the process for NYPD mm -hmm. and um, took the test. And then uh, actually in January of 2013, um, I remember I was in the middle of training a client. And, um, you know, I hadn't been personal trained that long. Um, I want to say it was Hurricane Floyd. Maybe it was Hurricane Floyd um, that completely destroyed New York and New Jersey. Um, mm -hmm. And so, like, my gym at the time was completely underwater. It took about two weeks to get everything back to, you know, back to business. Um, but I just remember the, um, you know, NYPD called me to offer me a spot in the academy. And it, this was literally like a life defining life-changing moment where it was the longest four or five second pause in my life because my client was like look hey i was like i oh, this is nypd you mind if i have a second and like, yeah yeah please and then yeah you know they offered me the they offered me the spot in the academy and you know you got to sit there and think and like what's going through my head at that point right. is like if i stop personal training i mean if, if i go to the academy i have to stop personal training if i go to the academy I can't live in New Jersey. Like I couldn't even live in Hoboken or you have to live in the state of New York legally to work right. on NYPD. Uh -huh. So I'm like, all these things, all these thoughts are just rapidly in my brain and I had to give an answer. Right. And uh -huh. so I just declined it right then and there. And I knew that fitness was something that I was going to do and learn and, 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 and share. And, um, you know, here I am 10 years later and still doing it. Yeah. So and you're doing amazing. Yeah, you're doing amazing. Thank you. Exactly. So, Louis, would you say that you became an accidental trainer? It was accidental because, no. like I said, you you didn't plan on becoming a trainer. Well, I don't want to. No, I don't want to say it was like accidental. I would say I made a choice to do something because even when I was in university, like I had contemplated with the idea of like becoming a personal trainer. But even back then, we're talking 2009. Like, I graduated high school in 05. And then I was in and out of university. So let's say um, 2006, 2007, I was, like, kind of unsure. Um, I would then say that I, I probably around 
2008, I was like, all right, maybe I'll do, I'll, I'll personal train. Um, I bought the books and do anything with them, of course. And then I would try and Then I went back into nursing school, but I always just like, you know, I love being in the gym. I love lifting. I hate missing sessions. And if I can earn a living being in a place that I love being doing what I love doing, then I'm going to do not? it. Yes. And um, so the, the idea or, or, or the career itself, I had been flirting with just as much as I had flirted with, you know, nursing or, or being a cop, like, I knew that I wanted to do these things. I just wasn't sure like what was the right choice for me. And then again, you know, kind of knowing how I felt anytime I was somewhere else outside of the gym, I was like, mm-hmm. I, like this clearly seems to be the, uh, the, 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 yeah, the, the place that I need to be. And um, yeah. And then I just said, you know, I'm just going to do it. So, um, but I was working full time at the time anyway, at a hospital. So mm-hmm. in New Jersey and, so I was still earning an income. I still, you know, was making a living for myself, but I always knew that at the end of the day, like this is what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I just kind of took that leap and I was like, all right, well, I can't fail. Well, like failure is not going to be the option for me because like, I'm not going back to any of this other stuff. So I got to make this shit work. <laughs> exactly. Why not? Right. Uh, so, yeah. you know, that's interesting. Cause I want to talk about what you just mentioned. So you initially, um, so you took that leap of faith and oftentimes whatever endeavor we want to get into, it's hard. And we always say to ourselves, oh my gosh, what, what if that doesn't happen? What if it doesn't work out? And you don't want to leave your job and go to another endeavor in case it doesn't work out. But for you, yeah. you, you, t- you had that leap of faith. You took that leap of faith. You had faith in yeah. you. And so it comes down to the mindset, right? So it is so important how your mindset is propelling you to take that leap of faith and do it. So what is mindset and how does your mindset play a crucial role in fitness? Uh, Well, I'm probably the least philosophical guy here. You know, like, so I don't know. I, I I guess just from experience, it's I think a lot of people they look they they constantly look at their problems right mm. they they constantly yeah. like looking at the problem itself but they don't actually they don't tend to like look for the solution instead so like how I how I like to say it is uh, is I myself would be uh, I don't want to be a a problem seeker I want to be a problem solver Solve, right or yes. you know mm. like I because we all have problems. Everybody has an issue. I mean, like there's not one person on this earth that doesn't face some type of issue. Now I'm not trying to, you know, conflate different issues and say, and then also make one seem like, you know, make one bad issue for someone else, you know, seem as easy for another person. You know what I mean? Like everybody's got their own life experience, but the fact of the matter is at the end of the day, you still have choice, you know, Mm -hmm. like there are choices that can be made. You know what I mean? Like, even if you don't necessarily have, the options or choices that you want yeah. every day, every day that, you know, you have, you know, there is, you know, you have the, 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 the choice to make something or to do something. Absolutely. Um, oh, yeah. And uh, sometimes those choices and those ideas are counterculture. Sometimes those things align with the culture of the time. Um, so when it comes to fitness, especially, you know, it's very easy to, say, Hey, I work, you know, full time or I have 60 hour weeks or, um, you know, I have children. I mind you, I don't have kids yet. So 
I, but I will say, it is like one thing where you like you learn kind of through others because I oh I really coach his parents like parents and like you know full time workers or full time workers who are also parents so like you know I'm learning through them as well and you know what they have taught me is that it's not impossible it's simply what do you prioritize right exactly. and you know for like right now I have a client you know he owns his own restaurant and ended up opening up during COVID so like. You know, he's had a lot of struggles, but, you know, it goes, it goes into what can, you know, instead of kind of keeping the mindset of like, I can't do it. I can't do it. This is too much. It's like, okay, well, what can you do and how can we maximize that? Exactly. Right. And so for me, it's super important, um, you know, when working with people that they realize like, Hey, like you can do this. It, It doesn't need to look like what somebody else is doing. Like, sure. Somebody might be great progress or doing great things and but and they're in they're in the gym four days five days a week um you know they 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 can you know take the time to fully you know plan out and prep their meals yada yada um but that might not be your situation but there are still things that you can change in your situation now that can still yield positive progressive better results so to speak but just all about how, what are you thinking about and how are you thinking about it right now? Absolutely. Um, priority, you know, you got to, you got to prioritize. Um, so when I, when I look at myself and, um, you know, the goals that I have, I'm absolutely 100% dialed in to my fitness, my, my, my nutrition and everything. I'm, you know, Lewis, I'm just so amazed as to what I am doing. And the results, I mean, the results do come, but you know what? We need to be patient. And oftentimes, yeah. like, I mean, I said to myself too, that, oh, why am I not getting the result? Why am I not seeing, like, if I weigh myself on the scale, oh my gosh, but I need to be here, but I'm not. But it's yeah. good, you've got to have patience. And do you find your clients, they often want to see the results quickly? And as yeah. a trainer, how do you respond? How do you respond to that? you gotta set realistic expectations as well right um that's my job is to set those expectations because a lot of people will be like what you know they'll they'll work out for they're working out consistently for four weeks for the first time in their life and then one but they're still pissed off that they haven't lost 20 pounds i'm like you gotta chill out a little bit you know what i mean like yeah (laughs) the the expectation that i've always i i learned this uh years ago probably when i first started uh coaching was um, if it took you 30 years or 40 years to get you to where you're at right now, then you have to set in your brain the expectation that's going to take another 30 or 40 years to reverse all of that. Exactly. And if you can, and if you can set that expectation, then you, you, you give yourself a lot more room for grace and a lot more room for patience. Um, because yeah, like sure. People want to, people start and they want to see the instant results and we live in, in like an instant gratification society this is why a lot of people who do go into these endeavors even if they do start to make good progress they'll quit on themselves because it wasn't fast enough but that's a very immature childish mindset and you can be you know it doesn't matter how old you are and doesn't matter if you have kids if you have that mindset it's childish right because a child would do something like that a child mom 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 why is this working why is this happening oh i quit And, and what as a parent i know i mean I come from, I have parents, obviously I'm here. Like my parents would be like, 
No, you keep going, you right. keep growing, you keep learning, and you mm -hmm. will get there. Right. And it's like, yes. why, you know, if parents themselves raise children like that and say, like, no, you keep going, you don't quit, why is it so easy for the parents to quit when they don't see the results instantly? And that is, again, it's, 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 a, it's a kind of problematic thought process. And so I tell my clients, I say, hey, you know, like, this is possible. This is what's in the realm of possibility. But what's possible is also dependent on a lot of other factors, your lifestyle. Um, are you really dialing in on your nutrition? Like, are, when, mm -hmm. when we say that, it's like, are you actually, you know, eating out less? Are you drinking less? Um, are you prioritizing your proteins more? Like, things like that. Um, you know, are you going, are you, when you're going to the gym, are you, are you training with proper intensity? Are you lifting heavy enough? Are you doing these things? Like, if you're not doing these things, if you're, if, if or if you're half-assing it, then like, yeah, don't expect the, yeah, don't expect the results for the work you didn't do. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And I think, I think that people, you know, they love to, they love to just, um, I don't know how I can say this, but uh, yeah, I guess at the end of the day, it's like, you know, we want what we want, but are you willing to do what you need to do to get that? Yes, absolutely. Exactly. That, well, that's the key right there. Are you willing to put in the effort for what's required of you? If you want to get that physique that you've always desired, are you willing to put the work into that? And yeah. I, so I love that you just hit the nail on the head. Are you willing to put the work in? As you said, uh, oftentimes, you know, we want quick results quickly yeah. oh give it to me right now well well there's no magic pill you and i know that there's no magic yeah, no, pill <laughs> i mean it'd be great if there was it was i'd be a millionaire because i would have found out already <laughs> i would have researched this and I, I i would be i would be on a yacht somewhere in a really warm yes. place and not doing anything you know what i mean like that's but it just doesn't exist it doesn't it doesn't. So we've got to come down to reality. And uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, we've got to be willing to put in the hard work. So Louis, your clients, you you uh, train people um, who are in their 30s. Why why 30s? And did clients come to you, uh, you know, at that age? So why yeah. in their 30s? And what is it? What's um, what kind of protocol do you you know, train do you have for people 30 or over? Yeah. Um, so it wasn't always like this. I mean, I started personal training. I was around, I was 25, 24, 25. Uh -huh. So of course, like but even my life, what I care about necessarily is a bit different now at the age of 35 than it was at 25. Yeah. Right. Like at 25, you know, I just cared to party and I cared to be, you know, to go out and, you know, whatever, and, you know, and drink and just have like a blast with my friends. But now it's, it's completely different. Like I actually value my sleep. I value my quiet time. I value my space. Whereas before at that age, no, um, there is, um, to be quite honest, the reason why I really, I work with a lot of people in 30 or above is they're also generally speaking and this is not everybody and, and and maybe this i don't want to sound curmudgeon and like an old man but 
maybe this generation, like I would consider myself a late or an early millennial, so to speak. And right. yeah. but the but but the generation kind of after me, younger than me, um yeah, the, you know, I I can I understand that you know it's a little bit different in terms of establishing themselves, having a career, having uh, you know having income that you know is uh, that they can afford. Because I get at the same time, like you know, I don't think personal training is a luxury, but mm-hmm. you can pay. You know, I think everybody needs to learn, and there are you know, price there there's price points and coaches for all ages, all all everything. Right. So with yeah. I work with. Um, the value in a coach and it's you know I remember you know when when I put this way like if, if you're in your 20s it's like hey do I want to spend three four hundred five hundred dollars a month on booze and restaurants which is very easy to do or do mm-hmm. I want to spend that on personal training right at 25 26 27 you'd rather spend that extra you'd rather spend your you know, hundreds of dollars on, yeah. on go, to go out and, you know, drink and go eat and whatever, which is fine. But then there are the people who are over 30 who are, again, a little bit more professional, a little, you know, a little more established. They might have families. They see that they're, they're doing this for more than just the going out purpose to, to look good while they're out. Mm. Um, and they value that. And so I like that, too, because there's a there's a there's a maturity level to that as well. Um, so for me, a lot of my clients now, they're generally referrals, uh, from previous clients. And a lot of, I, I mean, I still have coached people younger than 30, but even, and the ones that I have coached, they're super serious about their fitness, you know, for them, they still want to look great. I mean, that, 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 like, I don't work with CrossFitters. I don't wa- work with, you know, powerlifters. Like my goal is my, like the primary goal of course is aesthetic, but all the, benefits of just eating healthier and working out, you know, better blood pressure, better sleep, better uh, emotional state, like these, of course, like, but I'm not gonna, you know, be like, I, I think if you, you know, how do I say this? It, I think the people that come to me, their primary thing is like, I just want to look better. I want to feel right. better in my clothes. I want to like, wear. I want to go to work in this, you know, wear this suit that looks super sick, but I don't feel right. comfortable in it right now. So like, exactly. you know I mean, like things like that. And um, generally, like, you know, and like I said, I'm, I'm already, wow, I'm in my mid-30s. I can say that now. I'm in my mid-30s. Like, oh, wow. I'm, I'm a, you know what I mean? Like, I remember when I started and I was only 24. So, like, I'm like, damn, like, I've been in this a while. And But, again, yeah. as I've changed, my language has changed. Mm-hmm. When my speak to changes. Um, and well, so, you get like, mature, yeah, don't you? You get yeah. mature as you age, yeah. yeah. As you, it's, just, it's just a natural evolution of, of me, my business, because, you know, I, it's not like I. It's not like I. I offer a product. Yeah. I am the. I am the service. I am yeah. the product. So. Right. You know what I mean? Like it, it, it's. I'm not for everybody, and I know that. And I think, uh, I'm very, I'm very uh, uh, confident and 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 pretty stern in that. You know, I know mm-hmm. I'm not for everybody, and and everybody's not for me. So, I kind of, uh, you know, I kind of go from that approach, and and you know, I get the clients that I generally like to work with. That's good. No, that that's really good. So, how do you? So, talk about mindset. I'm gonna start. I want to stay on mindset because that is, you know, that is important. Um, you know, for anything in life that we're wanting, it's gonna start with your mindset. So, how how do you begin to change your mindset to support your training? Because we know that you know when you're working out, isn't fit, fit fitness? It's not just about 
uh, you know, working, you know, working your physical body, but is it resilient? Is to you got to be resilient and you got to have the attitude. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. So funny story, true story, very true story. <laughs> okay, um, I, I'm actually a client, I have a, I have a client right now um, who is absolutely amazing. Uh-huh. And the funny story about her is that, and come to find out after we actually had a conversation, was um, she had basically wrote some form of the same message that she finally hit send to. She said numerous times that she would always text it and then delete it and just not send it to me. Oh. And one of the reasons why, like, uh, one of the reasons why I had a Q and A on my Instagram and um, talking about, and then I, I think it was like, why do you not hire a trainer? Or what's why do you worry? Like, what's your biggest fear about hiring a trainer or something like that? Mm-hmm. And her response was, you know, it was it was the initial response was money. I can't like I can't afford the trainer or whatever. But come to find out, it wasn't because she couldn't afford the trainer. Right. She couldn't afford to waste that money, and that waste was from a place of I'm going to fail. Mm. And so interesting. It wasn't the money exactly. It's just like, but it's like anything else. Like if if I give you dollars for a service. You give me all the tools I need, but I don't do it. I have now wasted a lot of money, even though you did offer give me what was you know what the service was. That's and right. Because there, there's, there, I have to have a responsibility to myself, and the and I also need to follow through with the accountability to the person that I'm paying. And so, she was super scared to start. And I remember, like after the conversation, she ended up signing up. And she was like, I'm a little bit nervous and I'm just afraid that I'm going to fail. And I'm like, look, like, look, one, I'm like, you just have, you have to stop speaking so negatively to you about yourself and to yourself. I'm like, you literally are hiring someone to be the brains. Mm. All you need to start doing is just go in there. Yeah. Do it. Like, you, right. like you don't need to think anymore about this stuff. Exactly. And, you know, as she started getting into the gym, and, you know, again, that what changes somebody's confidence, I think, is a cheerleader. But mm-hmm. not like the cor- not the, not like the corny type of cheerleader, rah, rah, rah. But <laughs> it really is someone that's like. It's by design, yeah. You're doing an amazing job. Because if you are, you should be, uh, you should be complimented as such. And, you know, she would send me her lifting videos for the first couple of weeks. And, you know, we would talk about it. And we'd say, like, all right, you know, you should change this, change that. This person is absolutely crushing it now. And like her confidence in the gym, her confidence as it pertains to her nutrition. She's not perfect by any stretch of imagination, especially when it comes to her nutrition. (laughs) But what she's getting better, she's continually getting better and there's progress being made. Doesn't need to be large steps. Sometimes it's simply just like, okay, this week I'm going to go to a restaurant. Okay, I had the extra appetizer, right? The fried food, but I didn't drink any alcohol. Right. I stuck with water, at, at, you know, with sparkling water or, or whatever. That's progress to someone who might drink at every restaurant. That's good. That's it, good. It, it, it's, it's contextual. But sometimes we don't see that because all we see is like these major, you know, kind of victories or major type of 
changes. And I'm like, you don't realize like you're making these little changes, which are, is a snowball effect. Essentially, you're going to grow and get better. And honestly, she's she's doing so well. And I think that's because of the fact that if you come into it with a really poor mindset, mm-hmm. it's like, I can't do it. Sure, you're probably going to talk yourself out of it. But if you're like, you know what? scared but i i'm going to do it and and not even just try but i'm going to do it you're going to see just how great you can actually be doing it you know you might need a little bit of help that's why people hire coaches but you can do it and it's not as hard as you think um and i think there's people just get into their brains and constantly tell themselves and again there's a lot of reasons that's for that you know maybe they come from a home where you know parents weren't as supportive or you have a partner that wasn't supportive always talking down to you You know, there's a lot of reasons to why people feel the way they do. And it doesn't come simply from nowhere. There's, you know, and, and you know, it's not to ex- like anything else. It's like not to excuse the behavior. If it's a negative behavior, you don't excuse it, but you can understand. And if you can understand, you can then change. And I think when people see that, they're more apt to to to, to make the changes that they that they really want to make. Exactly. So you know what, you, th- there's a root cause to everything, because things yeah. happen, you know, wh- how do we yeah. behave? Our behavior is always dictated in a certain way. And there's always a root cause yeah. as to why do people behave? But Louis, you are an amazing trainer. I've seen you. Thank you. But there aren't other, I mean, there are so many trainers out there. How do we how do we classify who is a good trainer? And like you said, you know, a trainer needs to be a good cheerleader, not in the rah-rah way, but, you know, it needs to be a good cheerleader. They need to be by your side. They yep. always need to keep pushing you, even yep. though you may not see the limits that you can go to, but a good yep. trainer will always make sure that they are beside you, they are with you, they are... They are guiding you every step of the way, and they are always affirming to you, to the client, yep. that you yep. can do it. I want you to do more than you can. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think what makes a good trainer is it's. I mean, this is a loaded question because it, I. The first thing that I look at, I guess, let me. I'll start off with how I can answer best is. Sure. Would I like if, I, if I'm looking at another trainer? If I'm looking at another coach out there, my barometer so to speak would be would i send my mother my sisters my grandmother my uh my any of my would i send any of my family this person because personal training is a very vulnerable experience yeah uh for the client Mm -hmm. and it's a it's one that you need to establish trust right it's like would i give would i send my family to this person right if i can't answer that wholeheartedly with the like solid yes or then no, you're not getting this person. Like you're not getting it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like the, the, and I'm very, very, I'm not judging, but I've been in the, I've been in the industry long enough to yeah, know, to know, to experience what to see. Yeah. What to see, like who to see, you know, what to look for. And even then it's kind of hard because um, like I spend a lot of time, I don't spend a lot of time in the gym. I used to, but even when I do go to the gym, for instance, um, I'll, I'll watch personal trainers with their clients and I'll see, I'm like, I'll see what a good trainer will do. Yeah. Like, but then most other, it's 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 very hard because I think people look at, at I think people look at personal training as like a secondary income or or, or just another cash grab. Yeah. Instead of it being a career 
where you're actually involved and ingrained in someone's life True. and trying to help guide them to a way to a place where you're really changing you really help changing them for for the better mm-hmm. um and again even for the better that's an obtuse kind of statement because it can mean anything can be better so to speak whatever exactly. that is that person yeah. yeah um but i think from from a, what makes a good trainer yes one that for sure listens one that empathizes understands one that doesn't make or you know make someone feel bad or belittle them mm-hmm. uh, someone who doesn't throw their goals their own biases and goals onto their client. Right. Uh, I, see that, I see that a lot in the physique space and, and or fitness where, you know, like I will, for instance, talk a lot about fat loss. I will talk about the aesthetic. But then there are people like, you know, there, there's a lot of people like, oh, well, it, fitness isn't only about that. But I'm like, I know my audience. And I don't like, listen, you do what you do over there. You stay in your lane. I'm staying in my lane. I'm here. I, I don't need yeah. to cross over. You, <laughs> you, don't, you I mean? don't need to deviate. <laughs> I don't need to deviate at all. And it's like, you know, I, there's a lot, there's a big, you know, I don't say a big movement, but yeah, there's kind of a movement where like, you know, it's, it's cool to to talk crap about the, the coaches or the, the coaching style for physique and fat loss because uh-huh. fitness is more than just the way you look. And I'm like, no, no crap. We know that. But right. it's like, you know, I could say fitness is more than just sleeping better. And there is going to be coaches out there like, oh, come join my <laughs> To come join my coaching and you're going to sleep better. Sure. If that's somebody's primary goal, by all means, have just do it. <laughs> do it. Like, like that's for you. Yeah. Like, and this goes back to everything is not for everyone and everyone is not for everything. Exactly. And, you know, we live in, you know, and I get it, you know, and, and it's, it's, uh, it can be a bit frustrating um, to, you know, so I think even what makes a good coach, it's like, it's totally subjective because mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It, it, it really depends on the person. So I would say it doesn't necessarily matter the person's uh, um, certificates, their degrees. Cause I know a lot of book smart trainers who are terrible coaches because they have zero people skills. And I also yeah. know really good coach. I know coaches with great people skills, but they don't really know what they're doing. Right. So there's, there there's needs a, to be a balance. There needs to be yeah, a balance. Yeah. There needs to be, you know, what makes a good coach is not only to know your craft and know whom you're working with and having the skills and the knowledge to help get this person to their goal safely and efficiently and, mm-hmm. and healthily, mm-hmm. but also knowing just how to talk to people, like knowing how to just have a conversation with someone, like knowing how to, to, you know, to, to listen, because again, yes. you know, like for some people, not saying that personal tra- and, and I think we need to be very clear on this. Personal trainers are not therapists. Mm-hmm. However, mm-hmm. And, you know, some people, you know, the moment you ask, you know, the moment they get into a personal training session with you in the gym, they're hey, throwing problems. <laughs> yeah, you know, now now that they're doing dumbbell press, <laughs> man, I had a really shitty day. I had a shitty day at work, and it was just so annoying. And <laughs> I don't know what to do. What do you think? And I'm like, I don't know what to think. I mean, what do you think? <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, that's. That's the case. Like you know, you've got to come from a place of understanding it, and 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 you know, uh, you know, uh, there's a level of softness that the trainer needs to have, and there's also a level of sternness that the trainer needs to have. Mm-hmm. It's like, how does one balance all that stuff? Exactly. And, yeah. You know, so it's uh, I, it yeah, is I think, it yeah. is a balance. Yeah, it's a balance. Like I said, you know, um, 
the moment client comes to, you know, they're training with you. And I mean, I've experienced this because at my gym with my clients and when the clients are training with you, they get comfortable with a trainer, you know, male or female, they get comfortable with you over a period of time and they want to just talk. But when they're talking to you, they, whether you're asking or not, but they will talk about their last story. And I've seen this. They talk about the last story. And so in that moment, you can't just totally be brash about it. So no, I don't want to listen to what you're saying because of course you're training them. But then it's how can you be delicate? Yeah. And that's the thing. It's, uh, again, it's sometimes it's not up to me, you know, where, you know, at at the time, you know, in that moment, in that time, like if a client is talking about, like, all right, if client gets really inappropriate, Mm. saying, or they're delving a little too much. Like I don't necessarily want to hear about somebody's marriage issues at home. That's that's a completely private thing, right? You know, like have I heard it? Sure. Do I? My, you know, and if they do say something, I'm like, man, like I, I just really hope that you guys work it out. Like there is a level of empathy there, like or, and right. understanding, and like again, but they're gonna talk, and so again, it, it is up to you to kind of just be like, all right, you know, like you know, or, or like you know, you know what's gonna make you feel better right now. Let's go do a set of squats. You know what I mean? Like, it, it just diverts. You got to divert, yeah. And, exactly. Uh, but again, it's it, it really uh, a coach is a, a coach is more than just like a, a person that counter reps and listens, you know, and 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 lifts your weights for you. You know what I mean? Like this person is there to see you through a session. They're also mm-hmm. there to see you through. Um, progress whatever it is like you know, right. you know let's say you guys had your initial assessment and you know you're paying for a service at the end of the day you want to get there right so yeah. the, that's the that's the coach's primary focus is all right this is what we said we need to work on this is what we said we're going to do this is where you want to be let's do that everything else is kind of superfluous in that moment and we'll, right. we'll, we'll take care of that you know we'll we'll deal with that as it comes but we have a we have a focus right now. We have a priority. Let's 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 get this priority. Exactly. We ha- we have a priority. We have a mission that we need yeah. to get completed. Right. So yeah. I want to stay with I want to stay with this tune. Um, this tune about you know when it comes to mindset because I've seen that in my journey and I've had so many trainers come and go in my life. Um, you know when I started Good Life and now I'm LA Fitness. So I've had so many trainers in my life and they've been some of them were good. Yes. But, you know, some were just like mediocre that I was expecting more for the goals that I had at that time. So when clients and they come to you and, um, you know, they have the goals, they know exactly what they want. And again, it comes down to the mindset. So I want to talk about mindset because that is so crucial. It doesn't matter in any endeavor in our life, in business, in our personal life. It comes down to mindset. What are you doing? What are your behaviors? Because our behaviors yeah. control everything what we do. So when clients come to you, Lewis, they stay on, they have the goals, they have everything mapped out. And Lewis, I'm so excited to train with you. What happens between the moment they start training and why do people then just quit? Because shit gets real. Because people, it's like anything else. It's like, if you, I think, and this is a, and this is not even just fitness this is life mm. people love the idea more than they love the actual work 
Right. Right. Yeah. So we love the idea of working out. We love the idea of losing weight. It's like we a love fantasizing. The idea. Yeah. 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 We. Yeah. It's it, it's a fantasy. They they love the fantasy. But what separates that from someone else, like what separates somebody who's successful and not, it's like you can have you can love you can have these ideas because the ideas obviously like anything else, ideas simply don't come from nowhere. Yeah. You know, you've been contemplating this for a long time. You know, you have thought about what would it be like if I got to this point. But when the work actually is there and you're like, oh shit, I have to actually <laughs> now do uh, it. <laughs> I, I've got to do this. I've got to sacrifice. You're saying I've got to sacrifice. You're saying that I've actually got to, uh, you know, compromise. Like right. all of a sudden, now it doesn't look so fun anymore. Now it doesn't look so shiny anymore. Exactly. And that is a, different. The, the reality of a situation versus the idea of a situation can be two totally separate things. And when, uh, you know, when someone... And this has happened. Two stories. This has happened twice. Yeah. I've had people pay me up front for, let's say, three months. Mm -hmm. They paid me my price up front. Yeah. And not done a damn thing. Oh, not wow. one, not one thing. Wow. Check in. Not, uh, uh, and I email, like, I'm very, like, communication for me is, is super huge when it comes to coaching. So yeah. I email uh, a lot. Um, I, you know, some of them have had my number because they're maybe they're people I've worked with in the past, or I just know them. And I'm like, I, I would send, you know, like, I don't, I don't, I don't text or send voice notes to virtually any client, but for some people I might. Yeah. And even then I wouldn't get responses back. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm here. Like, I'm, I am your, I'm your crutch. I am your walker i am your your whatever you know yeah. like i have laid it out You're the I'm, sounding board i'm everything you need you're paying for it you might as well use me mm -hmm. and i've had i can recall twice where people didn't um didn't do the work at all and i'm like man and actually one of them committed to six months mm -hmm. and so their payment their second payment they, they had split it up so their second payment was coming out and I actually canceled that. I'm like, hey, like, I don't, I can't take this. Like, I, you know, you paid for the first half, but you've done nothing. And I've been trying to communicate with you and nice. I get ignored. You know what I mean? And I'm like, so I just canceled it. I'm like, you know, you'll, you'll find somebody or something that works better for you. But I can, I, in my mind and in, like in, in my conscience, I can't take money from someone that doesn't want to do the work. To the work and yeah. I think, and I think that also kind of, helps me with that type you know i because I, I have those conversations and i have no problem having them mm -hmm. um but yeah it's it, it can be it, it's a bit frustrating it, as a coach because if i i want to see you do well right if my name is stamped on this yeah i sure as i want to be stamped with greatness that's you right i mean not everybody not everybody's going to be the serena williams the lebron james of this thing but if i'm going to stamp my name on it i want it to be as great as it possibly can be that's right and um it's uh it, it it's it's kind of sad because people like again they, they sell themselves short a lot and it's 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 not a, it's not cool it's not cool for them to do to themselves you know what i mean mm -hmm. and it can be it can be a bit challenging um yeah you know but again if if they don't believe that they can do it 
then there is no amount of proper macro or, or, you know, no workout regimen or no amount of cheerleading even that's going to change that for them. Like they, they, at some point you've got to believe in yourself. And if you don't, you're, that's, you know, that's, uh, that's, that's, that's your problem. And Mm -hmm. again, nobody, nobody can change that but you. Exactly. So it comes down to the belief, and that's a, that's interesting what you just said, because it comes down to, uh, you know, the belief in the individual and people that pay that pay up front for the gym membership, for example, or they pay up front to a coach, and then they don't show up. They don't even go to the gym, or they don't even show up for the personal trainer, right, or for the personal training. Um, because they don't have, is it because they don't have the belief in themselves that they could do it? Or is it what kind of holes? Because it's your paradigms, right? It's your paradigms that come into play and they block you. Maybe you want that success. You want to go, but your paradigms just limit you. Um, anything can happen between the moment somebody says yes and the moment somebody says no, you know, like everybody, Mm -hmm. everybody has the ability to change their mind. Everybody, uh, yeah everybody has the ability to, to, to make decisions. You know, they, right. they say one thing, but whether, you know, whether they, they want to or not, they, maybe they, they change their mind. And a lot of the time, and this happened to, you know, this happened to me in the gym as well. Um, you know, some people, some people will, will, they're gung ho about it because it's an emotional decision yes. when they, when they, when they make that decision, when they say, okay, I'm going to do it. Cause I know I need to do it. But the emotional aspect of it, you know, emotions are, are, are they're fickle, right? Emotions right. come and yeah, go. Exactly. So, but what you believe about yourself is not simply an emotional thing. So in the time, you know, if somebody says, I'm ready to do this, I'm, I'm going to go, boom, boom, boom. And they're like emotionally there and they're hyped up. And yeah. then they're no longer anymore. They're back in their environment, mm-hmm. the same environment that, you know, that they've been living in and it's probably not conducive uh, to the lifestyle changes they want to make. You know, again, this could be, um, again, maybe you go back home to a partner that's like, you know, after you're saying, maybe you go back home and you're like, Hey, like, I'm going to do this. I, I'm finally going to do this. And your partner's like, what do you mean? Like you've done, you go every <laughs> yeah. single, every single time you do this, you quit. Like that's not the most encouraging thing to hear mm-hmm. when you go back home after you like finally said something, but then people are going to be like, you know what? You're right. I, I, I normally do quit. I'm just not going to do it. So like, it, it's a lot of things, you know, uh, yeah. it, it, you know, it, your own children. I mean, sometimes you're like, you know, maybe, you know, cause you know, we, we know the quote, uh, kids say the darndest things. Children are very, generally very, uh, very honest. And yeah. You know, what if, you know, you have an eight, nine-year-old, 10-year-old at home that's aware of the world to a degree and like mom or dad, like you said you were going to the gym, but you just don't. Ha ha. <laughs> like you hear that from you, but you hear the honesty from a child True. and yes. that in and of yourself would be like, oh crap, like maybe my kid is right. Maybe I, maybe I can do this or, you know what I mean? Or simply you go back and you're like, oh man, I'm really busy with kids. I, I didn't, I thought I had the time to do this and. I don't, there's a lot of reasons to why people won't do it after they right. said yes, uh-huh. but it's up to you to say, you know what? I, I, it's like anything else. I made a, if I make a commitment to something, uh-huh. I need to see through that commitment. 
And, you know, I think it, it's also a place where a lot of people, you know, commitment's a hard thing. It is a hard thing. It's a very hard thing. But, you know, uh, as kids are honest and they will tell you, like you said, they will tell the truth. They'll, you know, mom, dad, why tell you, you, know, you said you, exactly right. They will say to your face. Uh, they will tell you, you know, you said you were going to do this, whether to, you know, for them or, you know, for, for the parents, they were going to go to the gym, but they will tell you why you do that. And I bring this up because, Colby reminded me and he had to tell me he goes mom you said this to me and I thought oh my goodness you know what I yes Colby's right I didn't do it but even then though Lewis whether your child tells you but then do some parents respond and acknowledge the children because some parents maybe don't Um, you know, sometimes we, well, we use that term, you know, sometimes like age is, well, yes, your time on earth, right? 30, mm. 40, 50, yeah. but your, 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 your thought process, your, your behaviors, your mindset can very much be childish. So it's like, you know, so we hear people say, oh, baby's having babies. It's like, you know, and I know that's generally for like people who are younger, let's say in their early twenties, but no, there are people who are in the thirties who still have this childish mindset. So this is a, this is an adult baby having a baby. And so like, it's, it's really one of those things where, um, I mean, the kids trying to keep, you know, like a kid or, uh, or, or a partner, you know, then you have, I mean, not all partners are very, not all partners are dismissive or, um, or, uh, or, or belittling of, of these goals. Sometimes they want to see you do well, but, you know, instead of, you know, you know, they'll encourage, you know, again, it, there's only so much encouragement a person can give to another person to make them and have them do more or, or follow through with something. Exactly. Um, at the end of the day, we all have, you know, we all have individual liberty and autonomy, right? And, you know, if your spouse says, you know what, I want, you know, I support you in your gym, you know, gym going, or your child's like, mom, hooray, finally, you said you're finally going to go do it. And then, <laughs> You know, then it's like, uh, but but that person, that that parent, that worker, that whomever, mm. again, it's 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 their choice at the end of the day. It's it's their, uh, you know, it, it's it's what they need to do, and yeah. if they don't want to do it, they don't do it. But you know, that's right. That's right. You can't you can't force anyone to do it. No, no. absolutely. And yeah. No. Yeah, no, you can't force anyone, but, uh, you know, so it comes down to the mindset, comes down to the behaviors. But, Louis, this has been such an amazing, enlightening conversation. My final question to you, and I ask this to all my guests, I'm just going to play with you a little bit. So if today, from all your accomplishments that you have, you know, thus far, and what you will be doing, if today was your last day on earth, what are the three things you want people to learn from you? What's the message? Um, oh man, what's the message? Three things <laughs> um, that you can certainly hold. Well, wow, this is a whole lot. Three things. I got to try to get this down. Wow. Um, okay. One, I guess the first thing is um take a time you're allowed to you're certainly allowed to change your mind about things mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um 
that's the that's the first thing you're allowed to you're allowed to you know change your mind nothing that you you know yes you have what you have is your word and your word generally can you know is is a bond so to speak but mm-hmm. for whatever reason you can you're allowed to change that and it at the you know even if if even if it means like you know kind of upsetting someone else like it's your life to live like you have to do what's best for you and for others of course but you know anyway um but i would also say that um you can certainly um disagree with people without needing to label them anything mm-hmm. it's a huge one for me that, that's something i've been really big on uh i've always been big on that but i think in this world that we live in where everybody's labeling everybody else as something it's like, right. you, know, like yeah. you know you could disagree with someone and not call them this like it is what you know what i mean like people are yeah. people we're all flawed you know mm-hmm. and i would say the third thing is always be honest Mm. Yourself, that's big with yourself with your you know with people around you mm-hmm. uh, because if you're not you will yeah think you know like you know you end up believing the lie and, and creating a, a truth out of that lie and it's just it's just not fun so these are these are things that i've learned in my life that i'm like yeah i think and i, and I know i'm not the only one that's ever done or struggled with uh-huh. these type of things so it's like, yeah, always tell the truth, you know, be forthright, you know, and uh, mm-hmm. with someone, you know, you don't have to label them anything. And of course, you know, it's okay to change your mind too. Exactly. And I love that, Lewis. Um, you know, your third point, you know, be honest because, you know, you try to, you try to lie, you try to lie your way out of a situation and then you get caught and then you have to work so much harder to come back to, Oh, I'm sorry, but I can do that. But then, you know, someone's they've already caught you. So yeah, because it snowballs. Absolutely. It snowballs. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Louise, this has been such an enlightening conversation. You are so amazing. Uh, you know, we really appreciate you. I appreciate you being on today. So how can people find you and how can we be of service to you? Um, man. Well. I mean, you could find me on my website, which is my first and last name. So lewisguarino.com. Mm-hmm. Um, Instagram is at lewisguarino. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty reachable in those in those spaces. And um, what can you guys do to serve me? Uh, I don't think I don't really have an answer for that one. I think uh, I, I I think that's if I, if I can kind of just go back to what we were saying, like what are three things I would want people to, like, just kind of live a life that's not so uh, demeaning, hateful, yeah. uh, being open to dialogue, you know, just mm-hmm. like that would make me happy to see more of those people having more conversations and, and not throwing their fingers at each other. Exactly. You know? I think There's no need for that. No need. Guys, give some love to Louis Guarino. He is a phenomenal. He has been amazing. Louis, I love you. Thank you so Thank you. much for coming on today. Thank, Thank you. you. And friends, you know what? Please implement what Louis has shared, the three thoughts that he shared with you. Please follow Louis, follow him, 
and implement what he taught because that was gold. And, you know, we don't need to belittle someone. We don't need to shame other people because there's no need for that. So just show kindness to each and every one of us. But thank you. I want to thank you all for joining today's show with my amazing guest, Luis Guarino, and he has shared nuggets. So we want you to subscribe to the channel and stay tuned for more guests that will be coming on. And I'm so truly excited, but I'm always inspired by my guests. And today I'm inspired by Luis Guarino to really honing to my my fitness journey so i want you to implement what he's taught us and i will see you soon so stay tuned for more assy experts with alka bye for now uh-huh.